Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier, social recruiting trainer and speaker, and I'm back, more excitedly. Yeah. I'm of course joined by my gorgeous co-host, Audrey Knight, employer branding genius, nerd, ice skating, balls human being, and today, <laughs> super excited, finally, to get Louise onto the other side of the interviewing panel. Of course, Louise Trines, UK recruiter, founder, I guess, event organizer yeah. and all-round extraordinary human being. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe we haven't had you on sooner. Thank you so much. I'm excited for this chat. It is so cool. It's lovely not to have to be the one pressing the button. Mm, good point. For once, it, it, won't, it won't go wrong, but if it does, it's not my fault. No, it'll yeah. be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so where, should, where should we start with this one? Or, or should, maybe we should talk about your background in case you yeah, know anyone I don't know if anyone could not know you because you're super HR famous, but just in case, <laughs> let's talk about what you've been up to. Okay, so I've been in, I've realised that next year will be my 29th year in the recruitment space, <laughs> which is literally the most depressing thing. But I'm telling everyone, so what year? Okay. What year? 29th. That's not possible. You, you must have started when you were 10. It really is. Um, so I started off as a recruiter, that was years and years ago, and then I, I ended up with this community of recruitment people where I do um, a load of online stuff, obviously, and physical events. And it's everyone in the recruitment space, obviously very UK focused, chose Domain UK Recruiter, but more and more having conversations outside of the UK, um, but still events only in the UK market. So far. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reach, I can definitely see the reach spreading all over the US so far. But yeah. do you ever think about you might start doing events in the US or you like to keep it? Um, so I don't actually really like leaving my house. I'm not agoraphobic, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I, I prefer, to, I like working from home. I've worked for myself from home for 20 years. Um, I love being with people and, you know, communicating with people. I do like the events that we do. Um, but the, you know, for me, the UK is enough for now. Yeah. It's, it's funny, that thing, isn't it? When you think like for 20 years, you've been working from home and you have mm -hmm. these people that are like, oh, you can't possibly work from home. I'm like, why not? I've been working from home for nine years without any problem. It's just got easier, yeah. if anything. So, yeah. yeah. No, so it's not much more common, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So what's up? It's just so much more common. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know anyone that works from home. Now I do, and everyone I know does. It's becoming yeah. more Quite That's amazing. It. So, of course, we three ladies who all have no problem talking, are women talking today. Yeah. Oh, I think Katrina. So a bit of background to the topic is obviously Louise and I both run events. I run Disrupt HR London. Louise runs many, many fantastic recruitment events here in the UK. And we struggled to get diversity just in gender more than anything else. I mean, the rest is also challenging. Um, so Louise and I have been brainstorming about how can we get more women speaking? And we just thought, do you know what? Instead of us just talking about it, let's have a show about why is it so hard to find women yeah. speakers? So over to you, Louise, because this is, she's written notes, which is so exciting. But anyone else who comes on the show, please don't write notes because we like to wing it. <laughs> the reason I wrote notes is because I do want to do a blog post about this. Um, and we have been, like you say, Katrina, we've been yeah. talking about this for absolutely ages about um, mm. how much more noticeable it is now when you see an event where there just is not diversity. Now, I know we don't have diversity just by adding women, but that's what we're going to talk about today, is about the, the, the male-female yeah. split. Um, and I think that five years ago, yeah. I doubt anybody would say anything if you ran an event where 
there was 12 speakers and 11 were men. I don't think anyone would even particularly think about it. Um, but I think mm. now it's not okay. Um, I don't think perhaps we yeah. need to go into the reasons for why, because actually that is an entirely other conversation. Um, but what you and I and Audra have been talking about is why don't women speak enough? Mm. And it comes down to yeah. people like you and I, Katrina, who are the event organisers, because they're the people who mm. book the speakers. So if event mm -hmm. organisers aren't putting women on stage, they're not getting on stage. Unless as a woman, you organise your own event. So mm. Audra and Katrina, you've organised this, so therefore you're the host, you're the women who are running it. Um, yeah. But in the main, if women aren't on stage, it's because the event organiser hasn't booked them. And I think there's... Mm. And, and it's not easy. I mean, I approached somebody yesterday who works in L&D in HR, which means she stands up in front of a room all the time to deliver training. And she's been to Disrupt HR, so she gets the fast format. And she's like, no, I'm not ready. And I'm like, who would be more ready? You'd like stand in front of a room already. But no, nope, she's not convinced yet. I need to get her to yeah. come. So, but it's not for one no. of trying. But so there's I think more that to there's it, I think. some women just don't want to talk. They just don't want to. They're happy to talk in their own offices and they're happy to, mm. to talk in different forums. And actually, I'll, I'll, we'll come on to that because that is one of the issues. But mm. I just thought as a starting point, there's I think there's three reasons why women don't end up on stage. And that is because event organisers mm. pick speakers who are already on the speaker circuit. So they're well known, they're safe, they're easy to find. Yeah. That's the first reason. That's laziness. There's no excuse for that. The second reason is that they are yeah. picking the most senior people in a niche or a business so they're doing an event and they want director level um and i had this myself i'm, I'm looking for, I was looking for a, a director yeah. of an ad agency and obviously unfortunately the majority of them are men and that's just a fact as well so if you're going mm. to if you're going to only pick the people who are already speaking and the very very most senior people then obviously already you are closing down the number of avenues to women but yeah. there's another reason, and that is um, because they only pick the people who are the most visible, um, who shout the loudest, who mm. put themselves forward, who have the highest profile. Um, and that's where women can influence that. So there's two sides to this. One is that people like, mm. like you and I, Katrina, can book more women. We can go out of our way to not have people yeah. who are speaking at every single event. We can go out of our way to think about the next level down in an organisation and why they have value. Mm. But also women who want to speak, and this goes for anybody who isn't getting a, a profile, Yeah, put yourself forward. And that's one of the things which I know you help but, people with. Wait, what was that? Was yeah. Interesting point. What was that last? Sorry. Um, no, I missed that. About women putting about women putting themselves forward more, and um, how we can help women mm. to raise their profile. Because Katrina, I know you had a conversation a long time ago about mm. particularly women we both know who wanted to speak, and what was the issue with mm. her? Which the, 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 the profile? <laughs> oh, yes. I think some of our listeners will have heard me rant about this before, but somebody who is not only female is of um, an ethnic minority. That's the best way to put this. So it technically is 1% of the population. Like she's 1% of the British population and does not have the word speaker on her LinkedIn profile or her Twitter and, is and, and no evidence that she speaks. There's no videos, no photos, nothing to be found on her really obvious to find profiles and then complaining she's mm. not getting booked. But I just um, something else on that though, that, for that second point you made, um, yesterday, um, Simon Halkyard, sorry if I just said your surname incorrectly, 
in defense of that very interesting comment that was written about like, oh, I'm so sick of the same speakers, he said really uh, something I hadn't really thought about, that sometimes the most senior person actually won't let their team speak because they want the limelight. And that was like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Just another layer of making it yeah, challenging. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Well, but well. don't you think that there's something almost addictive about speaking? So, um, but when you book, mm -hmm. so we're doing these Inspire events. So you've got Disrupt HR, we've got Inspire, and I'm sure you yeah. see the same thing, which is that someone speaks and then they go off stage mm -hmm. and they say, "I want to do that again." <laughs> and, that, and so, yes. once you have profile, you don't want to let that go. And if you're a man who is getting speaking gigs and you're perceived to be good and you're a safe bet and you're easy to get hold mm. of, then of course you're going to get more. And you'd have to be pretty impressive to say, you know, I don't want to do that past someone else. And that, I think, is what Ben mm. was saying to me earlier was that it's he... Was yeah. this right, Ben, that you're going to have to comment the sidebar that you... Well, actually, Ben Gladhouse saying here, yeah, definitely right. Oh, God, Ben, stop typing. Um, <laughs> so, hello and welcome to the show, Ben. Nice to see you. It's been ages. Um, Defo, right point. We're always going for the big fish. Usually it's the more junior members in the team who do the work, yet heads of directors take the credit, which really pisses yeah. me off. Um, I think it's down to the leader to throw the opportunities out. So doing this and watching the Ryder Cup, Ben. <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> so, Ben... Obviously, I know Ben very well. Uh, anyone who doesn't know him, so, adore him. But Katrina Ben but, yeah. said um, on Facebook that th th this happened to him this week. Literally, he ducked out a speaking gig and gave it to somebody else. Now, very, very few people would do that, really. I mean, that's great. But yeah. if I if I speak to somebody, and I've never spoken to a man who said, is, is there not a better woman who could do this? Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I, I do think there's a couple of elements going on play there. So I get, I think from a, a, a organiser's point of view, it's quite tough because, you know, you do want to go, oh, God, it's a big name. They're going to pull yeah. bums on seats, right, because yes. you need to sell tickets. So I understand the risk side. Yeah. So I kind of get that. At the same time, wouldn't it be amazing if the men pushed back? In yeah. general, like Ben gets asked to speak an event, he sees that there's already eight male speakers um, and he loves being called pale male in middle age, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. Um, <laughs> hopefully we'll find out if he's watching the Ryder Cup still. Um, but he, I do think the men speakers could push back as well and say, actually, I will speak when you get more women or I won't speak. <laughs> he has bitten. He's 35, for God's sake, in cover letters. So I, I think it, we need more of that as well. I don't know how we can get the men on side. Yeah, no, I think... I think that you're well. right. And actually, there's a bigger movement afoot. So I do, I do know there are some groups where um, it, it mm. is in, where you can become a member of them, and it encourages men to recognise who mm. else is on a panel, and that's a broader diversity issue. And I think that some mm. corporates probably would look at that before yeah. the, the the rest of the world would. So I think I think that is true. Yeah. Um, but if women want to speak more, that what we're looking at here is about offering yourself up being mm. visible so updating your LinkedIn yeah. profile putting yeah. the word speaker in that um sharing any knowledge you have so um joe lockwood said yeah. that sometimes what holds her back is not feeling that she has something worthwhile to share just totally untrue joe but if you if you blog 
and comment on things and showcase your expertise, then someone will come to you for that. Mm. So when I'm looking for a speaker, yeah. I want a speaker who um, knows about social media. Well, I want to see they've written about it, even if they've never spoken about it. So that's that's really simple thing to do, is just make yeah. sure you're showcasing expertise. Right. Um, yeah. Um, Joe Ward's written here as well, lack of confidence is what's holding me back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would if I had a particular specific specific point to yes, make. Oh, is that Joe, who you meant? Joe Lockwood in there yeah. as well. They are right <laughs> under each other. Yeah. So if I had a particular point to make, but just waffling or knowing where to begin can be a challenge for me. So on that, first and foremost, March 5th, Joe, you're so into structure. I've just put you in. We will discuss topic. Um, but I always say have something like you're saying, be yeah. that expert. Like Audrey is all about employer branding, aren't you? That's your area of expertise. That's what you're passionate about. That's what you can rant about. Like that's got to be, you've got to have something. That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? That and Joe Ward, I know Joe has been judging Stephen O'Donnell's National Online Recruitment Awards. So I mean, she obviously can't write about mm. who was rubbish and who wasn't. But talk, But if, if she can link that to her own interest in speaking, that, that would be a really, really good idea. So talking about, um, mm. I was judging these awards and what was interesting was seeing the X, Y, Z and they could do this to make it better. And then once you start to talk about that, mm. I mean, we all know what we bring to the table. We just might not want to bring it to the stage yet. Yeah. And it's about making a transition. But, yeah. but also maybe you don't ever want to speak on a stage, but something like this might be your bag, in which mm. case you still need to showcase exactly. yourself because we still have to find you. So, so Audra, how do you find the people who you get on this? Um, well, one point I wanted to make is that we're talking about having a great profile and showcasing that you, you know, you're talking online, but also I think women aren't aggressive enough in pitching. Well, I had a I had a friend that was new and I knew she was ready to speak. I knew she wanted to, so I said, okay, let's. What are we going to do here? Um, and she said, well, I'm just kind of waiting, and no one's asked me to speak. And I said, well, you can't wait. What are you like? Bollocks! Go and say like I have no. I'm, I don't have any shame and I'll just go and I'll say, this is what I'm going to speak about. It's going to be awesome. Give me a shot. Or I think less women are comfortable, you know, just putting it out there and really being aggressive and pitching it, which I think is huge. I got so many of my first gigs by just being aggressive and having to pitch it. And then once you're mm. super famous that, you know, it comes to you, but I think we have to accept that we need to be more aggressive and make it happen. Yeah. Like, do you know what, Audrey, not even, yeah. I mean, yes, you should put yourself out there, but you don't even have to be particularly pushy. So <laughs> say I wanted to speak at Disrupt HR. Well, the first thing I'd do would be I would go to Disrupt HR and I would um, say to Katrina how much I loved her event and I would speak to some of the other speakers and then I would say, how do I get to speak? That's actually really, really straightforward. <laughs> and, and you can do that for any event. If you want to speak at um, HR world or an expo whatever it is you go to it you find these speakers you ask them what the profile is of the the organizer mm. you know we're in the recruitment space most of us we're, we're talking to hr people mm. finding the person who organizes the event is not tricky right um, you to know them mm. yeah yeah and just say what does it take to speak at your event and and but already having stuff in your linkedin profile which shows that you're worth talking to would be obviously relevant mm. Exactly, or at least an expert in your space. I mean, I have lots and lots of new speakers. I have no problems with that because it's a five-minute gig, right? So there's less risk for me. Um, but what I really wanted to do was create a platform, like I guess you're doing with Inspire Recruitment, where they get the video and from that they get more speaking work. And I hear it. Like one of my speakers is just is, was in Iceland today, actually. He feels it today based on the back of Disrupt. 
And that's what was the plan all along. So just, you know, try. And I think also the other thing is, of course, just make sure it's not a sales yeah. pitch. Always go in with, I've got this problem, or there is this problem in the industry. Here's an idea of a solution. This is what I'm passionate about. And, and people will, will love yeah. that. No, I, I, absolutely. And so. um, the thing about um, speaking a thing like disrupt or inspire is using that collateral. So if you do get to be... Mm at an event on a show so I was I don't want to do loads mm. of speaking gigs because I don't like leaving my house but I was um mm. I spoke at Engage and I and I said to the uh, the guy taking yeah. the photos I said I need a new LinkedIn profile shot can you get one of me with all the, the stuff behind me so he took it apps it was actually quite embarrassing mm. when they put the photos up because there was like literally 30 photos of me yeah um but he thought you've got so many sitting on stage, <laughs> you know, obviously sitting on stage with yeah. a big banner behind me and the, the, mm. the crowd in front. Now, if I had wanted to get more speaking gigs, making that my LinkedIn profile picture would be really powerful. Yeah. So um, not everyone can achieve that, but can you just yeah. bring your well, own actually, mic, bring your own oh, mic down when you're on a normal photograph? Yeah. Now I look like I'm a, like a TV show host, you know? Now you're very loud. Um, can I just say something what Joanne Lockwood's just written here? Because she said, like, get a showreel. So showreels can be mega expensive and it can be freaking hilarious. So there is a conference organizer in Australia who won't book me because I do not have a showreel. And it's like, I keynote all over the planet. I just haven't got enough video from the conference organizers to get a showreel. But there are lots of photos of me speaking and lots of testimonials of me speaking. I'm just laughing going. So... Yeah, I know I could video myself, but I'm on stage doing my thing. I'm a little, like, more interested in that. Than <laughs> I do hear what you're saying. But it's quite, it's quite tough, and I don't want to invest money in doing that. Like, so I agree with the photos and the other ways, and maybe I'm sharing the video. It's just not yeah. a showreel. Like, there's lots of periscopes, for example. Yeah. John, you will do that for you. Oh, ask yeah. John. He'll do it. I've seen, I've seen, Can I just read? I've seen um, What's being take their phone, here? stick it in the back of the room with a tripod, film themselves, and post it. I mean, it can be simple, but just know that all not all conferences are all. Yeah, but that's not a show. Some real. of them. That's not a show. That's no, but at least it's a real. Showreels are like the ones with you know little short snippets and testimonials. Three different conferences, you could put something together. A blooper reel. Yeah. Can I just read this out? Because this is quite funny, Mr. Gladhill. For me, I think it's us middle-aged. White males need to champion up and coming female speakers more. However, I think the whole speaking ego thing has taken Absolutely. over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's really funny because um, I had someone have a real go at me about speaking because I do love speaking because I want to improve the industry. I don't do it from an ego point of view. And I think how that's really obvious is when I come off stage to so say SourceCon in Anaheim was a hugely successful keynote, one of my best. And when I came off, everyone was standing and clapping. I was actually really embarrassed and had my head down and walked to the back of the room because I wasn't there for that. I was there to shake them up and get them. And I think that's if you can kind of work that out in your speakers. Yes. But whether they're there for ego or they're actually adding but value. And I know the three of us as add an value. event organizer, I, I know I book people who've got massive egos and I can live with it for the right mix. I can, I can. <laughs> I live with it for the right mix. Um, so I, don't, I think that that's. It's not great, and nobody wants to have somebody who. There's a couple of people who I know we know who I won't mention who are both men who have utterly loved to speak and have got so mm. overexposed, um, and who don't get to speak anymore. Mm. You don't want to be the Christopher Biggins of the stage. It's just embarrassing. 
Um, although mm. Christopher Biggins still gets business. I mean, Ben won't know who he is because Ben's too young. And nor will you, Audra. Massive glasses. <laughs> um, I, I thought the other thing we could just quickly talk about is some of the other channels you could take to to get onto stage. So, so um, mm. you know, mm. if you if you're really really keen, um, whether there is other things that you can do, like podcasts. I mean, what do you think about that as a channel to get exposure? Yeah. Or webinars. That's how I yeah. started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Say that again? That's a great way yeah. to get started. It also gets used to yeah, people so and the nerves and the whole feeling. Yeah. And it's a great way to start. And then you can do it in person for sure. Mm. I certainly started blogging, tweeting webinars. I mean, obviously, and then Audra pitched this at me, which I really don't remember. But thank you, Audra, because you're awesome. Yeah, I mean, it uh, so we ended up. Someone came to me. Then, I, I went to her and said, "Let's do this." Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no recollection of that. Of course, brain fog, permanent brain fog for the last five years. Um, but yeah. So yes, there are definitely other channels, and I know you and I have talked about panels as well. And the, the good and the bad of those. Yeah, it's so I, think panels, it's, I think it's easy. I do think panels are really, really easy. You see, somebody said to me that panels are like the thing you should do last. But I, oh. I, I hate panels. So why do you hate them? I, if, you, if you don't have a good uh, person running yeah, the panel, you won't get... It can be really bad. You can get like I, I've been on, say, a webinar that was a panel, and the host spoke for twenty-five minutes of the one hour before anyone got to speak. And I'm just sitting there going, "Yeah, it's one of the people you've mentioned who likes the sound of their own voice." And anyway, moving on. Um, but also, I think it's how you phrase your answer. You have to make sure that you phrase your answer very succinctly, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because you've only got a limited time. So I, I and also just strange things like watch what you're wearing because you're often sitting, not standing on stage, and that can catch that, people. That up. Is, it's a lot. So I think that a lot is a really good point about booking women. Women is being more aware of things like that. Mm. So um, I'm, I'll come back to your comment about about the the content of a panel. But what, um, at the mm. um, event I spoke at, they had high stools on stage, and I said. I said, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that. You need to either tell your speakers that you're going to do that or you need to not do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I always wear jeans. It didn't make any difference to me. But the woman who was hosting the panel was wearing yeah. a short skirt. So she had to sit awkwardly mm. for the entire 40 minutes. So that's just an awareness point. Mm -hmm. if you're going to have women speakers to be aware. They don't want yep. to flash their underwear to the audience. That's not you make someone feel so so awkward on that point um and then and the other point about panels is if i'm asked to be on a panel i want yep. to know before i say yes how many other people are on it so i wouldn't do a panel with more than three people in total plus the host for what you say yep. um, exactly that reason Katrina. and also i want to be absolutely certain mm. that the person hosting the panel is hosting it not giving their opinion so i i did ask those two questions last yes. time and i was insistent and we, they, we wanted to do it anyway i was insistent we did a pre-event run through not the entire thing but just to get an essence of what we were going to be doing um and i would have spoken up if i thought there was somebody who was going to take that over yeah um but they were fabulous so she mm. she made very very clear that she wasn't going to give her opinion and she was going to come to everybody and give them all equal time but yeah. god what a waste of your time to mm. sit on stage looking like a complete idiot not getting a chance to speak that's yeah. not right. Yeah, it all depends yeah. on the host. I agree with that. No. Yeah. What chat's yeah. going on? Well, and, and yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I'll say, 
Uh, we're, still, we're still going on about Audra thinking short skirts sells tickets. But anyway. We can make that joke because we are women. We're allowed to say that. We are. But see, okay, so then that goes to a whole other point, right? We were talking about before we came on about women tearing each mm -hmm. other down. Right. Well, so last week I'm in Africa having this amazing experience and I appreciate that this particular team are above and beyond the normal because these carers work or the, the staff work with street kids and they're all about getting them back to a safe home. But we had an away day and I had some training and then each team, there were five teams, had to get up and give feedback on their particular aspect of well-being. And the second team did one on fitness and got really into it. They were dancing around, they were singing, they were clapping, they were carrying on. And then my team were meant to give feedback on taking notice. And I thought, oh, you know, it'll be like we are in Britain, we'll just feed it back like this. And they didn't. They completely improved the whole thing and it went insane. But what I watched was the team completely and utterly support them. And I think this is another reason that people don't get up and speak because we don't do that. No. You know, we, we tear it. And so, that is what I've seen. Tips on that. What can we so do about I've that? So I've got a friend um, who I'd asked, this is someone I used to work with a very long time ago, and I'd asked her whether she wanted to speak at an event. And she mm. said, I'm really, really hesitant to speak at events. I've been in the audience with many people mm. who have been so rude about speaker. Mm. So they have been negative about um, their content, their slides, what they're wearing, which is unfortunately quite a female thing I'm afraid um, and she said I don't put myself in that mm. position I don't want my peers ripping me apart because I'll, I'll get off stage and they'll say oh you're amazing I thought you're fabulous because she's been there with people who've done that sure. and I think that that is mm. so so sad and it does put people off but that's why Disrupt mm. HR and Inspire are perfect because you say at the start of yours which Alex mm. said at ours everyone be kind it's five minutes don't be disrespectful don't talk over them don't mm. shout out no heckling i mean why you'd have to tell an audience not to heckle mm. is beyond me oh god i never say okay, well, you that. do tell people to be respectful <laughs> but oh you do god. tell people to be respectful um yeah. and that is five minutes mm. of knowing that you've got the audience's attention and giving you yep. every chance to succeed rather than hoping mm. you might fail and that's got to build self-esteem it is it is quite amazing. I mean, what you say, like I've come off stage. So this was ERE. ERE killed me. I, I don't know whether I was too far in my middle of my premenopause or the audience just killed me. But I came off and I went to the bathroom and I love it when we've got our own ones so you don't have to hit, get the feedback in your face straight away. And this girl goes, oh, your dress, it's given me the confidence to wear tight fitting clothes. And that was it. That's what she got out of my entire 45 minute presentation. And I'm just like, wow, okay. And I've had that feedback before. Great dress. From women, <laughs> always from women. And you're just going, is that it? That's all you got out it of what I said? It wasn't me said that, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you said it, it would be different. I wouldn't be expecting you to get out of it. Um, well, that is really, but that is really disappointing, isn't it? But And that, and that speaker feedback is something which um, even the most accomplished speakers sometimes struggle with. I mean, I know, I know that... Some people, well, you like to watch your videos back to learn from them. Oh my God, I'd rather yeah. poke myself in the eye than yeah, to watch we do what it's like. I will not. I will not read speaker feedback. Yeah, I'm sorry, some of you heard this before. Would but do you think it's harder? Yeah. Yeah. So, Audra, Audra knows that I had ridiculous from the moment she opened her mouth to the moment she finished ridiculous. I'm sorry, but what am I meant to do with that? 
And it's still, I remember it verbatim. I ended up sobbing for an hour. Yeah, I think a man so might much. Do that. I'd flown myself to San Francisco. Yeah. I reckon no, no, a man I mean, did that. I mean, a man would take that feedback, that. some men, and say, whatever, bollocks, I don't care. Where women are more likely to go, oh, that really upsets me. I'm not going to do it again. And that's totally generalizing. But I yeah, do I think cried. it's harder for us to I take the negative cried. feedback, which could be part of the problem, too. Well, you kind of already said it, actually, Louise. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I think watch yourself back. So I watched myself back and go, okay, you're saying, okay, stop saying, okay. <laughs> you know, like I, I will set myself a little challenge for the next I time. I can't watch myself back. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And I'm sure it's good advice. Yes. But I know I don't watch myself back. Come on, my hands are like, what would I do? I have to sit on my hands. I don't want to see myself doing that like some sort of complete moron. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Someone's using your hands. I use my hands all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that, that's... That's a good point, though. Is it? Really good tip. This actually I did too, as well as her. Um, is if you're kind of nervous about speaking, but you have something to say, you want to say it, but you're nervous. Um, there's probably all sorts of different clubs, but Toastmasters is one that we both use. And I went there just for about mm, I don't even know six months, like every other week or so. Got up and spoke. It felt much more comfortable. It helped me massively. It's in, super cheap, and you meet you meet some nice friends. That's a great way to get used to being on stage. Good point, Joanne. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. We yeah. all have to find what makes us more comfortable to do this if we want to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then obviously there's mm -hmm. loads of resources out there about being properly prepared and structuring correctly and having quality slides. Mm -hmm. So that, that advice exists. You don't need to be in a specific recruitment focus group for that. You can find that once you YouTube. are in the speaking space. The amount of stuff on um, just YouTube is amazing, helping you with like, just public speaking, or the content piece. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. Um, uh, one of the other things which um, Jonathan said is around peer-to-peer um, -peer post speakers mentoring. Mm. And I guess that that's a yeah. really tricky one, right? People phone me up for advice all the mm. time about tons and tons of different things. I do speak to lots of people, but for most speakers who have day jobs, like Joe Ward said, how realistic mm -hmm. is it to, mm. You know, someone phones you up and says, you were amazing doing that keynote, Katrina. Can you tell me, can you spend 40 minutes mentoring me? What do you do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, obviously, you and I have been talking about forever. We need to put together yeah. some kind of program and we will. Um, however, it depends how much time it's going to take. So um, Andre has been sending me his slides for his um, talk at Sosu, which is coming up. And I could just scan them and feedback. And I was very cutthroat because I'm like, I'm in a hurry. And he knows that. So I just kind of went like, you need to remove all of those words, like words, gone, get rid of the words. Um, but, you know, I don't mind that because it's five minutes back and forth. But sometimes it's also really hard because I don't know. I think it just actually it's just come from speaking and speaking and speaking how I've got better. I, don't, I, I can't actually say. And I, I imagine Audra feels the same. It's like quite hard to put but it into words. How do you mentor someone, Audra? Oh, I do actually have a, a mentee. Uh, it's not about speaking, but it's in the field. Um, but speaking, I think we would just have conversations like we're having right now. Like, here's some things you can do. Like, or also just in, introducing to people the contacts. Mm. I do that all the time. I know, like, an event organizer. I did it just this week. So a friend of mine was is trying to work in more speaking. So I introduced her to the event organizer. They're going to chat, and I'm pretty sure she's going to speak at um, the event next year. So that's one way I can always help people. Is, um, you know, obviously I have to kind of have some faith that they're a friend and that they can pull it off, but I'm happy to introduce people. Yeah. 
Another way I can I help out often is I host a lot of panels. My next two things are panels. And one reason I like to do that is because I often get to pick or at least have a say in who's on the panel. So that really helps. I'll always bring in new people that way. I love that. Mm. Yeah, and you, Audra is amazing at running a panel because she makes sure yeah, everyone gets to talk. She actually preps as well. Yeah, she, yeah, she, doesn't, she doesn't wing it, no, which is quite I mean, amazing. I think that's terrible. <laughs> Joanne Lockwood has written here, could we have a woman speaker get together Ooh. at events? We all gather at these. Why not create a WhatsApp or a Facebook group to build a, well, let's just do that at the end of the call. We can do that. I mean, I've been thinking about doing like a meetup kind yeah. of thing as well. We we have been talking a lot about starting something. We just can't quite work Not out. The idea of a Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, Audrey, I talked over you there. I love the idea of a Facebook group because we can also <laughs> share like, oh, we just saw this event and share it in the group and help each other that way. I think that's genius, Joanne. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So are we going to call it like a, uh, a new recruitment HR yeah, speakers group? Or are we going to be gender specific and right. upset people? Because there's lots of new male speakers that want to speak Well, what if well. you let in men as well? But you, but you just called it, um, I mean, I don't see why men couldn't be in the group as well. But the point could be that. Except, except, except Ben. Definitely. Ben's offering. Ben's offering. <laughs> Don't leave me out. I need love. It's often like hugs. I'm not sure about that. I've been Ben Gladhill. You could give me that call. You've been promising me for three months. Um. I think I think what we're trying to do is um, people who really want a voice who are struggling to get a voice. That's what we're looking to do. And some of them may be men, but but what we're seeing is that event organisers are not trying hard enough to get women on stage. So sure. it's about giving people a voice who want yeah. a voice, and a, and a group which can achieve that is great. So after the show, I know that um, you can get all the people's contact details through this amazing technology, is Katrina. Mm. So we could try to to bring people together through yeah. that. Um, and and I'd love. Shamila gives you a nice lead in to something thinking, we were exactly, going to talk about. Exactly, mm. I was just about to come to that. So this is it. So what we. I'm just about, Shamila is reading your brain. Um, is, we also need to talk to event organisers. So it's all very well, you and me and Audra saying we want to include women, and lots of people do, but there are event organisers out there who fall into the category I mentioned earlier of being lazy. I can't be asked. So really, we want to be able to talk mm. to event organisers to encourage them to um, get more women on stage by taking more time by not just going for the easy options by seeking referrals by saying and who else mm. do you know so i say who do you know and they say bob and stuart and i say who else do you know and i will keep going until they tell me about lucy so i don't a very rare i would say i want a woman but i would say and who else do you know and who else do you know so to so seek referrals yeah and then um lists so um hung's list which is if anyone doesn't know is a list of so hung started to create a list of women speakers worldwide and as mm. a concept mm. i really like it i know he's building it into a website and i think as a website it'd be even more valuable but mm -hmm. um, i hope hung won't mind me saying this but what it actually turned into was a list of every woman who anyone ever knew mm -hmm. and it wasn't women who yeah. necessarily wanted to speak it was women yeah, or yeah. speak well. And so what sorry, I did yeah, say that true, out loud. Isn't it? Is sorry. That, um I yeah. I'll give you a list of three women I know, but they're not amazing speakers. And that doesn't give any value. So um 
I, I know Hans yeah. working on that now. Oh, it's been shared in the sidebar. Thank you so much. Um, it's a yeah. monumental list and it's a great starting point and you can sort it. But we don't just want anybody. You want great speakers. Mm. And that's why referrals does work quite well. Because mm. that will work with new speakers who know their stuff <laughs> as well. It's all about referring people. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They maybe take a bit more work though, Audrey, because you refer somebody, you refer Susie, who you met at a conference and who you know knows her shit. But as an event organiser, that takes a bit more work because Susie hasn't spoken before and you've got to try and find the way to get Susie on stage. And that is by saying, well, okay, would you like to come to an event first to see how it runs or would a panel work for you or would a workshop be more attractive? Um, you'll never mm. get some Susies without offering them other ways to talk to your audience. Um, and as an event organiser, just put the bloody legwork in and spend the time to do that. Mm. I have one other tip. Process. Yeah. So say you do go to a conference and you're hoping to speak at it. I think one thing that helps too is to stay for the whole thing. Because um, they like speakers that are willing to actually stay. They don't just come in and leave. So stay for the whole thing. Obviously, network right. loads. They see your networking. But I mean, tweeting, promoting it. If you promote the conference a lot, they're more likely to pick you as a speaker because they want speakers that are going to take time to promote it and not like not just show up and you know not do any promotion. So that can definitely help. If, they see, if the organizer sees you doing that, they're more likely to let you speak. Yeah. I, it staggers me that speakers will just turn up for their session and go. And Shamila will tell you exactly how important it was for me to be sitting in the front row at hers. Like, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I do exactly what you do, Audrey, don't we? We cheer each other on. There's like a support network as well, because we understand what it feels like on that stage to be so vulnerable, because you are getting up and you're sharing your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, you know, it's just your opinion and they don't have to agree with your opinion, but having your cheer squad, as I call them, and I will never forget, you know, that big monumental, my first huge one in Anaheim, that entire front row on the right was my cheer squad and a couple over on the left. So I knew when I walked from one end to the other, I was getting positive energy. So I completely agree with your point. Or just yeah, having no, a rant. I've seen, um, I've seen Ben's <laughs> put another comment in the sidebar, which is um, what pisses me off is the fact that vendors are having a massive influence on conference or gig lineups. Um, and it's a, a diversity yeah. inclusion killer. Um, an interesting side point to that is I did some, I do this tech event in June every year and ahead of it, I did a load of live chat shows like this with the vendors. Um, and I wanted to have myself, a recruiter and somebody from the organisation on. Um, there was 20 companies and only two of them had a woman MD. So I had Wendy McDougall on from Firefish and only one of them had yeah, and only one of them had a only one of them had a woman MD, and I think she sent a male colleague on. So already, I was just like, so I'm going to be doing these shows with 19 men. So when I brought the other person on to chat with them, I had to work. I couldn't. I couldn't get diversity in my recruiter lineup because I had to get like a load of women to kind of, and it was so difficult because so many of these vendors were not putting forward the women in their organisations. Um, so, so that's a real frustration when you've got sponsors or vendors at an event and, you know, you're giving them an opportunity to speak. If, all the, if they're all men, you're already screwed. Mm. Yeah. Was it Lucy? Because she's written, I was your token woman. <laughs> yeah, what was Lucy? My, yeah, she was on something. Yeah, yeah, she was. And that's awful, isn't it? But, and you know what? You have, you have some female friends who you can say, you are, 
I do need you to be my token woman. <laughs> Until yeah, there are more women. I mean, it, it, it is tough. I mean, Louise and I have had some very frank conversations about kind of going, oh, good, I've got my gender diversity. Tick. Oh, good, I've got my ethnic diversity. Tick. I've got my disabled. I've got my, tra you know, and you're just going, oh, God. Like it is, it, sometimes it feels absolutely awful to do that, but I just think it's absolutely crucial. How can you have a proper representation? You don't do yeah, that. Unfortunately, now we, th no. so we're at this point in time when we've got to be super aware of it, I think. Um, mm. And then we will tip beyond that and we will, it will just hopefully start to happen mm. where... Um, the other thing is that, that there was a point in time when women spoke at conferences about being women. And they don't. They just speak at conferences. Um, we have so you, mm. you know um, we have um, so Joe Lockwood spoke at um, our Inspire event, and what I said to Joe was that mm. she was talking about her entrepreneurial journey as a transgender woman. Mm. But what we're really hoping to move towards is a situation where Joe will just also just talk about other things that are relevant to her and that i mean i didn't invite joe because she's transgender she's an absolutely brilliant speaker but we want to move towards that where you don't feel like you are representing a, a type of person yeah you are there to tell your story mm. but we're not there yet for, for, for lots of things which is why we're having a conversation no. about getting women at events yeah so what do we do about yesterday so um it was tony who wrote the comment on my linkedin post which could have gone by either way by the way because <laughs> we don't really know which way he meant it because he hasn't come back where he just writes oh you know good to see some fresh faces or need to see some or something whatever he wrote how do we get those kind of people on board and pushing back and going well besides not attending and the organizer not even knowing so i uh, what do you mean so having people who being more positive rather than negative doing something about it rather than bitching mm. yeah I, know, I suppose eventually those people make a decision whether they're going to to continue to contribute or they're going to go away i find that more mm. and more people are contributing so you know you and i have this conversation when we see a lineup which is um you know 70 male and we'll ping each other a message um, I more and more people mm. are doing that with me now and saying this isn't right they should have asked yeah. me and I say well tell them so you know go to them I did I went to somebody mm. and I went to here it's a really nice guy I went to somebody who asked me to promote his event it was for recruitment agencies and I said I really like you doing mm. I said but I won't because if you look at your lineup yeah yeah they're really great people I said you've got one woman you've got seven men mm. oh I didn't even notice See, that's the thing. I don't even think they mean it. It's just a matter of not thinking about it, right? But he did. He changed it. He went and made me but, changed it. Right. And that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. But then there was the other one that went that was exactly that ratio as well. And that went ahead as is. And there were definitely women in yeah, that yeah. space in, in some of the skill set. But, I mean, I sent a panel to you yesterday, which was awesome. It was in the tech space. And it had um, someone, uh, um, it was, oh, God, I can't remember now. But we basically black, Indian, and female, and everything. The entire panel. Well, heck, it was just like it. perfect. And it wasn't, it wasn't diversity. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a diversity that. panel. It was tech. So if they can do yeah. that in tech, we can do that in recruitment where there are far more women. You know, what are we doing? No. So, yeah. Um, I, I hear what Jim is talking about with speaker hub and rate speeches, but then we go back to that whole thing. You know, the people that can be bothered writing a comment might just write mm -hmm. horrible comments. Yeah. I didn't know that thing. Because I, I just heard of Maybe. that. Rating speakers, that's pretty, could it go either way? It could be nasty. Oh, or yeah, it could be pretty nasty. I'd rather not. 
<laughs> After my ridiculous one, I'll never forget. Yeah. I think they make you a ridiculously <laughs> brilliant. Glass yeah, glass for speakers. It's amazing. Yeah. Audra knows that's not what it was. She was there. Well, I think you're amazing. So my opinion matters. <laughs> I, I thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I just, I'll just leave it to the people that know. But I do think, yeah. So. We sort of need to make a pact as well, I think, to go to more event organisers and maybe encourage all the male speakers we know to push back. Yes. Maybe that's something we could yes, do. Yes, yes. Well, we do. We've got we've got great networks and we've got great networks who are vocal um, and we need more Bens who are prepared to say, I've got we need a great, more well, except the fact he's, he's white and middle-aged, but apart from that, he's a bloke. <laughs> With a oh Yorkshire God, accent, let's not forget. Still here, the Ryder Cup. How embarrassing, yeah. sorry. He's multitasking. <laughs> no, so, so. Lucy's got it right. We have a hashtag, we need more bands. trending. So we need to be more vocal. We need to say to people um, who are organising events, can I just point you in the direction of some women who I know who are amazing? Um, and then yeah. that maybe is all we need to say. I, I, you know, I'd, lo I'd love to send more yeah. emails saying that. You, you appear to have made a mistake with your speaker lineup. Let me point you to some other amazing speakers. Yeah. It is funny though, because remember, remember I did that one and then I sent you on the email that I'd said, yeah, yeah. sent, and the guy never replied oh. to me, not once, about his lineup. And I was just like, I took the time to write it and I said, look, I'm an event organizer. I understand how hard this can Stinker. be, but it's possible. Silence. So we're not going to win them all, but I do think maybe we just need to start reaching out to the male speakers. I think that would also help. We all we all must know a hundred. Also helping each other out, like mentioning, mm -hmm. hey, they're booking. I know that they're booking for this show next March. Letting your female friends go ahead and pitch. Yeah. here's the contact. Yeah, yeah. And can I just give a shout out on some of the people that I do think do that extremely well because there are like I think Shannon Pritchett does it extremely well with Saucecon. I think Phil yes. Tusting does it well with Saucy. There's always a really good mix. So even though we are talking about the negative side, oh, Mark, there are Mark some Lennox, Mark Lennox with really well. in House Forum does an amazing yes. job. So there's no reason yeah. why anyone else can't. Yeah. The firm, the firm with their speakers. Yeah. I mean, they're run by two women, but that, that's you know, they, it's mm. so doable. Mm. Good, yeah, and, and like actually, what Ben's saying, actually, Ben's is saying creating a WhatsApp group, and and actually, we didn't mention Jamie Lennon, yeah. but Jamie Lennon does make an enormous effort as well. He is not unaware of this issue. I'm not, you know. He mm. is on it too, even though he's mm. off for six weeks, swanning around the world, I think. So, Lucy, I've been asked to speak as for L&D and recruitment and Brexit. Any few messages? Um, can you message me afterwards and tell me more? And I will. No <laughs> doubt. Like, this no is the group. See, this is going to actually change something, this show. If we get this going. Yes. Mm. Love it. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, I think Facebook group is not Yeah. I just think it's just. A little, a man. Yeah, it's a little late. Because WhatsApp can be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Brexit, that one. Yeah, let's form a government with a DUP. Anyway, moving on. Um, the travel with and WhatsApp is obviously the messaging. It yeah, starts Facebook. going a bit crazy, but I think in a Facebook group, that could be really, really oh, good. Nice. going really crazy. Um, Can you see yeah, that? I know. It's like little angels have come in and put little circles all around you. It's quite amusing. You're in speckled light. <laughs> I don't know what your camera is doing. It's awesome. Like it needs a plane. Actually, it looks like the windows do here when my cleaner's been in. She doesn't get cleaning windows. She does smearing so windows. It's very funny. Um, Michael, the oh, sweet filter. It's really good. So, yeah. So I'd love to know if the boys um, that are on the chat would make a pact to push back as well, because I know quite several of you speak. 
um, or if you'd be prepared to, I don't know, make a pact like we're going to do to get in touch with more um, more of the male speakers we know to ask them to yeah. push back. That, or just that, yeah, that give interest to happy. females that you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it is tough because a lot of a lot of the stuff is um, all over the place, isn't it? Sometimes I hear about the conferences when they're trying to sell me sponsorship packages and I'm like, ah, oh, no, thanks, but I'd love to speak. <laughs> Suddenly end up in these random conversations. So there are lots and lots yeah. of conferences. No, I'm with you. Cool. So, what else is on the list, Louise? I'm scared we've missed something. No, no, I'm not used to doing <laughs> such a long show. I'm normally out of here at 32 minutes. Um, <laughs> we like to talk yeah. for an hour. No, no, no. I, I, no. So, so I think what, we're, what we need to think about is... Um, just making uh, more event organizers aware, helping women get a voice, um, other men thinking about mm. ways in which they can um, push back and recommend people, um, mm. working on Hung's list. So um, Hung's list, I know he's working on it now. There's no point replicating something which already exists. So it, I, mean, I think that that list would have more value if people were actually up for speaking and could say what they were up for speaking on. Is he going to so, make a website? Is that a thing? That is. Because it could be like sections, like people that speak on brand, people that speak yeah. on diversity, people that speak on, yes. and it could separate it out so that it would be easier to find who you could need to find. Ben's email address. Um, not being able to edit it is frustrating because like what mine says I speak on, I don't really speak on. I kind of speak around the edges of it. So it's like, oh, I want to edit it. So and that's just me. So who knows who else is on oh, the you list can't edit. wants to not edit not the first 534 people on it or something like that. That's a random figure I just pulled out of my ass, by the way. Um, oh, interesting point, Shamilia. Oh, my goodness. So the thing is, I would never put my name on such a list, but I'd but put why? my name on the list. Yeah, but that is how the list works, is that other people put your name on the list. They just have to be certain that you're prepared to speak, so they've either seen you speak. But why wouldn't or... you put your name on it? I don't get mm. it. That oh, wow. confidence. Which is really interesting because Jim Stroud said she thoroughly – he thoroughly enjoyed hearing her speak, which is like one of the highest forms of compliments on the planet. Oh, so that's good. Wow, interesting. I don't feel confident enough. I think it's a Dutch thing. I don't think it's a Dutch thing. Yeah, I think it's a not being confident thing. enough or aggressive. I don't think aggressive in a bad way. I think of it in a good way. It's a human thing. It can be. Yeah, I guess we're, I guess we're not all. That's what it's Michael yeah. saying. That I'm just repeating people's comments in the sidebar. Um, I guess mm. that um, that's why event organisers need to be savvy and not be lazy, is that not everyone is going to be on a list. So this mm. this event I'm doing at the moment for Jobgate, it's a job board conference, where, mm. Jesus, there's so few women who are senior in job boards. It is so, so... I'm Asked a friend who I knew, she said, yeah. I don't know what about. Um, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> All a friend. <laughs> a friend. But, I need a woman. No, that is you? absolutely not. I need someone to talk about being human. That is exactly what the conversation human. was. Whatever she said, human. that's exactly what. I was a human. Um, so for that event, I couldn't. I wouldn't have found those women on a list. So I had to be really imaginative. So yeah, you know, I think lists are not the be all and end all. Um, but I work my network, so I mm. phoned up people like uh, Joe yeah. Savin, and I said, "Who do you know?" And I must have asked him. I know he must have given me fifteen names, and then I just picked the females out of that list. So yeah. because I already had so many men, yeah. now, I, I have got amazing men. Mm. It doesn't mean I've got shit men or not enough men. Mm. I've still got amazing men speak. Mm. I've just got some women too. Yeah. Mm. A lot of event organizers in the US at least that I've seen 
um, they don't go out looking for people. They just wait until they get pitches and they plug them in. I've, I've seen that at least. So that, that's why I was saying that you need to pitch it. Yeah. Mine's 50-50. So all of, because with Disrupt HR, I do, I want 50% in-house and 50% consultant. And then I want the gender diversity and the ethnic diversity and everything just to add to it. Um, so I have to go hunt out the in-house crew because the consultant side, of course, we love to self-promote. So we're quite happy to get up and speak. Um, so that that is quite a challenge. So it's interesting to hear you say that. But imagine the, I mean, we've talked about one particular that just seems to pull out the same speakers every single time. I'm like, I don't understand why people pay to go yeah, as well. They it's do. Like a, Surprising. They do. And you and I go every time. I can't believe the audience is full. <laughs> it's like, sure. Yeah, anyway. But maybe you are. You're um, an yeah. organiser who is only relying on people mm. coming to you to speak, then I, I think you're, mm. I mean, Christ. So that's the difference between, um, as, a, as a hire, as a recruiter, it's the difference between um, plugging an advert on Indeed Mm -hmm. And you know, you get some great responses. Exactly. I'm a headhunter. I am there's no way I'm just gonna wait for people to come to me. But you keep a recruitment background. I think a lot of event organizers didn't. They're just their job is event planning. They came from event planning and that's they fall in their lap. That's just so easy, isn't it? Which comes back to the primary thing about being lazy. That's why SourceCon is such an amazing conference. It's run by somebody who understands recruitment and sourcing. It's it's and the employer brand ones. If it's run by someone that does employer branding, are really good conferences. It's the same. That's interesting. Part of that. Yeah, interesting. Um, interesting that Jim brought up the video thing because I mean he's awesome and he always periscopes. But of course, trying to get it off periscope and then into a video and it's like it's practically impossible. Much as I love you for it, Jim, because I could embed your periscopes. But no, everyone has yeah, he's probably editing too. A lot of people like, are scared of that. Oh, bye, Mike. He's running away. Yeah. ERE is also very good. ERE is a bit different though. That's near. Yeah. I don't think Todd's background's recruitment, is it? No, I don't no. know. Um, but they really get it. Yeah, very different crowd because from a head off to the the sources. I think SourceCon, that audience is quite unique. A lot more playful. But if you do want the best speakers, yeah. even if you don't know anything about recruitment, if you do want the best speakers, you will go out and look for them. I mean, like Lucy just said then, I want um, mm. someone to talk about Brexit. Well, you have to then go and look for somebody who could talk about Brexit. Um, and in what way are we talking about Brexit impacting recruitment? Or are we talking about like, yeah. I need to breakfast. Yeah. That's more interesting. Oh my God. Wendy has only just added the word speaker yeah, to her LinkedIn yeah, that's profile. Good though. Oh my awesome. God. I need a booker. <laughs> I've heard you. I'm gonna. I, I hope it's a separate thing so I can go recommend you as a speaker. Seriously. Oh my god. Uh, but Louise, like you said, that you have to go find that person that knows Brexit. I've seen the opposite where it really bombs, where the event person says, "Hey, I know you. Can you just speak about Brexit?" And it went terrible. I've had. I've seen that exact situation where the person said, "Sure, I'll, I'll do that," and it and it got horrible reviews. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised. Does Stephen O'Donnell not have it on his either? No, do you think to have oh it in your God. header does it have to be in your header or could it be no just yeah. in your like i wrote um social recruiting trainer and speaker i think i've got mine split out because i speak so much but you could just have that like just your job title and speaker um steven you've spoken at my event what are you talking uh, ben about? wants ben wants to do the uh, the closing line for this um show he's written he's written the wrap up for us have you seen that I'm doing the sidebar <laughs> so professional <laughs> 
Can you see at the top? Where? Yeah, Ward. You... So, oh, so me, you've got to read, you've got to read that at the end from, from Ben. <laughs> no, I think you should, Louise. It'll sound better. Can you do Yorkshire? I'm from Manchester, actually. So um, that is North. No, he's from Yorkshire. So can you oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, oh, okay. So, so Ben read it out. says, uh, men should give up the dance floor. You see, I said dance. That is Northern. Men should give up the dance floor, share opportunities, promote great female thinkers and doers, and try to break down the whole speaking barrier. All you're doing is telling a story. Yeah. So be confident that you have a story to tell. Yeah. I don't need to write a blog post anymore. Can I take a screenshot of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I think, you know, like we've got fight spam and we've got stuff like that. I think we need to come up with our own hashtag and start a like, you know, like with my Be Human, let's start a little movement yeah, behind this to go with the group to say, yeah. But just in yes, general, yes, speakers, yes. new speakers, full stop. Yeah, and that would be great. Yeah, completely. I think forward. that's right. Now, and you could utilise that when you see lineups which are very male dominant or showing no diversity at mm. all and it's an inoffensive Pointing yeah. out to somebody the mistake that yeah. yeah like that so every friday we have a webinar like this just be here 3 p.m every friday except when the chart clocks change and it goes all screwed to one week or two weeks but we're here every yeah. week <laughs> and obviously recruiter zone um speaking of shows next week we have cindy mcgregor and i haven't got the show up yet because i really did only get back from africa on sunday so i will get it up um i believe we're talking about? Uh, having a good customer experience and how that relates to candidate experience she has a lot, of, a lot of knowledge on that. That should be a fun show. Fantastic. Full of it. I, it should. I'm, I met her at one of my very, very first international speaking gigs in New York, and I haven't spoken to her since, so I'm quite excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, why is Joanne saying first I heard? I thought she was coming on our show. That's quite worrying. Anyway, moving on. Back to you, Louise. Thank you. Thank yes, you thank so you. much for all of your insight and your time. Thank you for coming out from behind the interview to the interviewee. <laughs> I side. <laughs> thoroughly thank you for being organized and writing yeah, a pleasure. i shall i shall blog about this show <laughs> afterwards because i've got some sort of hideous ocd which makes me do it but i have really really enjoyed this all i all i've written down is joe ward march 5th so joe is still here you're screwed um because <laughs> i'm gonna get you out there continue this conversation no it's not gonna stop here we're gonna work on that group okay. let's keep this going that's yeah. the most important part yes yeah, no, no, right now I'm going to do that. I just need to think of, I need hashtag help, people. <laughs> Someone tweet yeah. me a hashtag that we could use. But, yeah, we've really got to start this support. Cool. We, Louise and I have been talking about it for a year. We yeah, need to do definitely. something. So. Cool. Right, yeah. thank you very much. Thank we'll you again. You. We shall see you on same time next week. Have thank a good you. weekend, guys. Bye. Thanks bye. Bye.